Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz. I'm absolutely on tilt as I've lost from the unlosable position. We know it happens to everyone. It all, it sometimes sometimes think you, you have the run good, sometimes you don't have the run good. And uh, didn't have the run good. Didn't have the run good, much like uh, Johnny Depp's sheets. Although it's kind of weird that people were so up in arms about that because I've seen Amber Heard and not only would I sleep in that same bed, I'd pick the corn out of it. But Cam, how are you? Jeez. Yeah, I'm good. I I don't know what was uh, more disgusting, you know, Amber Heard taking a dump in Johnny Depp's bed or um, football in cans over the weekend. It's a tight one, to be honest. Both are steaming piles of shit. I, I think Amber Heard's poo would smell fragrant like roses. Don't you outcast that? Yeah, but, I'm a big outcast fan. Are I'm you old. really? I'm old. What do you know? Okay, but also, <clears throat> I don't know if you've seen the video of Amber Heard leaving the courtroom. Does, <laughs> it doesn't look as good as you'd think. She, I disagree. I think she looks great. But well, I mean, she's li- compared to li- human beings that you'd see down the street in Portland. Correct. Yeah, fair. Fair. Okay. Yeah. But the, there's someone just in the distance, like really far in the distance. Amber Heard, why'd you shit on his bed? <laughs> it's just it's like, a fair question. This is a really fair question. It's so good. But again, yeah. like the um, like the unlosable position, we've all had a mistake in the bed at some point. Someone who's no foreigner to mistakes <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> Stato. Yeah. Jeez, well, when you get to my age, it happens. It happens. Um, I must admit, I've I've got to find a way to get a bit of energy. And the weird thing is, I won every league this weekend. And for some reason, I'm just buggered. But um, for the listeners, I'll find a way. Cam will piss me off about something and I'll spark up. Well, I'll I'll follow you up right here, Stato, because... um, Obviously, the hot topic... Well, I know you're not in Taswija anymore, but the hot topic is basketball versus football, and the kids mm. are putting down the Sharons and picking up the whatever brand of basketball is the brand of basketball people use to play basketball. Um, that brand. That, whatever it is. Betcha bet that guy's never had a duff in his yeah, life. absolutely. <laughs> but to, and, and they... Oh, oh it's, it's a shambles. It's a shambles as though it was this podcast. To me, and you're old, Stato, so you'll remember... Yeah. I actually just think it's good that kids are playing sport. Like, because yeah. you'll remember the Life Be In It uh, campaign oh, with yeah. Norm. And Norm? I, I feel like that campaign would be more relevant today than ever before because of the the computers and the, the gadgets that uh, the kids the are glued to. Uh, get out from Damn get you. out from behind the screens. Uh, also support our fantasy football podcast, but get out from behind and our website, yeah, absolutely, uh, and play some sport. Like I just think it's like this: all sports have lost participation since you know the, the mid eighties. It's it's declined and all that. It, what are your thoughts on this as someone who sort of works in the industry more than us? Well, although I work in the sport um, industry. Um, why won't somebody think of the kids? 
I think it's great that there's an interest in sport. One thing that I remember growing up um, as a child in the 30s um, was the the actual um, ability to actually get involved in your community. And and I played every single sport there possibly was available, um, which back in those days was polo, um, croquet. Billiards. Croquet. Billiards. Croquet. You, you played potato. Potato, yes. Croquette. Yes. Brilliant. What, 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 what's the sport I'm thinking croquet? of? Croquet. <laughs> croquet. Croquet. Yatchet. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I used to sail yatchets. Um, so I, I just think it's good that everyone gets out there, gets involved, um, and it's great to have um, a, a hero to, to actually get you involved in um, physical activity. Yeah, I'd... I actually don't see the downside. I, I don't know why we have to compete as codes. Like, surely playing multiple things is a is a good thing. It is. So, um, basketball background. You called it. Yeah, but and to like basketball is a great participation sport. And do you know why? Because it takes fuck all length of time to play. Like, if you have a seven o'clock game, you are home by eight thirty. Yeah. I, I was always a person, I, I don't follow the sport, but I was always a person to actually get involved. I always think playing is better than spectating, except for footy. Yeah, playing is better than spectating most of the time, but a lot of sports take four, four hours or, or your whole day. So uh, anyway. That's why you've got this thing with cricket, haven't you? Well, also. That's where you're heading that, that, to. That doesn't take a day, that takes five. <laughs> and you might not get a result, Stato. You might not. So, and also, it's trash. Um, before we get into the waiver wire, please be sure to check out our wonderful articles each week from our awesome, awesome writers. Maddie and Nick are doing a sterling job. Uh, the articles, the waiver article on Monday, the dozen deals on Wednesday, and the stream team. When I remember to publish it on the Thursday, <laughs> certainly didn't miss out on handsome Tom Lynch going full ham against West Coast. But of course. You already knew that from the matchup chart that I publish, and you certainly didn't play any Richmond mid-forwards. On to the... Well, what did we notice, boys? What did we notice? Well, it's uh, only a few weeks ago we were all talking about that the tag is back. Well, that's very quickly seems to have disappeared, despite basically one quarter and a half of a bit of cooling on Clayton Oliver. I didn't see any hard tags this round. Um, obviously, noticing there are a couple of games that are played at the same time, so they don't get to see all the footy. Even GWS have dropped it, which, let's be fair, proves that they're starting to play a bit better without playing that sort of negative um, slide on the game. So that's great for our captain choices. I think we can have a bit of freedom for the time being. Let's hope that continues. And the only other little bit of nugget um, I've got when you're looking at your waiver-wise, right now, rucks are worth their weight in gold. So if you can snaffle a ruck or two, you can sit there and sell them to your heart's content, especially to Jono, because every single one he buys or drafts seems to fall over. I would argue that point till my little heart was fucking stone-cold dead, Stato. And I'll tell you why, because yes. this situation has why? come up in my home league where the guy I actually lost to this week, uh, he has Sean Darcy and Jared Witts. 
was trying to sell Jared Witts. I've I had I was the Brody Grundy owner. Obviously, he's gone down during the week. Uh, he's trying to ship him to me, and I could have, if I had have done it, I knew he, Darcy was out, so I would have won this week. But I was like, ah, it's a, it's a long game. I'm not giving up um, what he wants. I was trying to ship him to Jono because Jono had, I think, Lysette from memory. Can't get a deal done. So Because they were after too much? Well, they're after, like, to be fair, they're after, like, Jared Witts in Supercoach is, is worth it. Right, like I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not, but I can go pick up Sam Draper. I can go pick up um, Meek for a week if I want. There were options there, so I don't think there's relative value, and and that no deal's been done. So mm. you can sit there and um, I, I I think it's easier said than done. I'll put it that way, and it probably yeah. depends on your market. Yeah, and and the people you're playing with. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. But yeah. I'll, I'll turn I'll turn it back around. Is because rucks are going down. There's so many forwards now who are super valuable, like Darcy Cameron. Holy mm. shit! Like, w- w- yeah, you know you know what I mean. Like this, he, that happened obviously after the um, podcast was recorded last week. But you know, Darcy Cameron, Tom DeConing. Um, all, all these sort of guys are just absolutely available, or they were last week. They might not be at this point in time. Man, if you pick one of those guys up, they are an F2 whilst they have that number one ruck roll, probably. And, man, valuable. Mm, absolutely. Cam? No, I was actually going to talk about rucks Cam. as well, so that's probably... What were you going to say about Russ? It's more um, around Callum Coleman, Jones, Darcy Cameron, Goldie, I guess, because I agree with you, Stephen, that it's probably Darcy Cameron who, and maybe TDK who are probably the most interesting out of those. But just where you took that conversation, I find it really interesting because I I reckon the ruck pool is going to dry up, so you can stream them now, but. In most leagues, given the volume of rucks that have gone down, the amount of people that will be streaming rucks will be pretty high. I, I think this, the amount of streamable rucks that are have a potential to pump out a decent score are drying. Like, really, you're going to end up with Max Lynch, who who can't score. Well, there's two things there. One, one depends on the size of your league, right? Of course, um, yep. Obviously, ten team or less, more options. Um, and I, I reckon people, you know, in a lot of leagues, potentially have taken the risk averse approach of, you know, even if their ruck hasn't gone down, bringing in a second ruck, like it, it isn't the worst move at the minute. Well, I had, um, prob- to be honest, I had a uh, cherry. Yeah, and as soon as Goldie hit the pool, which he should have done, well. He- you could argue that you had to wait out the um, yeah. DPP, and then he was sucking up a bench spot for the whole time until Cherry got injured. Now it's an easy move once Cherry is missing a month. Cool, piss him off, bring in Goldie, and you know he's probably going to assume that number one rock roll yeah. and score well. I think CCJ scores the anomaly. Yeah, yeah. so that's what yeah. I wanted to talk about. I, I think. So I watched most of the game, and he 
after the first half was gassed. Like, yeah. completely gassed. And I'd suggest that, you know, I think he kicked a goal and had, you know, 20-odd hit-outs or whatever it was. But I, I think until he grows into the game and builds his base of fitness, he's not going to score anywhere near that on a weekly basis. Yeah, and I think if you're lucky enough to have Goldie, you have him for a couple of weeks, then yeah. you ship him. Okay, you readjust. But one of the things we always talk about is... You can, like, sure, you want to grab a forward or two at the start of the draft. Everyone's going, oh, my forwards are shit, my forwards are shit. But every single year, forwards emerge. The problem is we don't know who they are, right? Mm. But you have to accept that you don't know who they are. Mm. You have to be able to go, I don't know everything. And I know a lot of podcasts and people who talk about football on Twitter want to pretend like they know everything. You don't know everything. You really can't read a coach's mind. A perfect example is a guy like Taylor Adams, who's always been a really good lock stock midfielder. Well, his game time's just gone to hell. Well, I don't know that you could have predicted that Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're inside the four walls down at Collingwood. So I think with forwards, you really got to accept the things that you don't know. And it's, Fantasy football is kind of funny in the way that it's a game where you are trying to be the smartest person in the room. Well, sometimes being smart is going, I don't know things. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Um, but to, to your point, like my, the thing I've noticed is mids are, mids are just gone. Mid, mids are gone. If you're trying to pick mids out of the pool, it's over. And it's why we say take mids every year because they will go either they'll get DPP, they'll get injured. Uh, Dylan Shield can't even get a game anymore. Mids are king. That is why mids are king. You will find the forwards. You, you're not going to be relying on Tim Membry as your F3. Uh, these mm. guys will emerge. And again, it's why we say it in draft season, don't pick up injured players because it limits the moves you can make on the bench. Uh, so you can't take your shots on the Nick Martins of the world. Mm. Uh and make those sort of moves. So I would certainly not want to be picking up midfielders at the minute, unless yeah, maybe James Walpole's available, but he did have a good matchup this week. Yeah. I think there's a couple to look at this week, actually. Um, May or Oz one. Those two. Okay. If his name's Greg, I'm not sure I can have someone whose name's Greg in my team. Oh, wow. That's a big slight on wow. Greg's everywhere. Abs- well, and, and rightly so. Mm. <laughs> Except for Greg Fleet, probably the best comedians Australia's ever produced. Stato, what are your waivers? Yes, for uh, our shallow ones, I've got the man himself, Greg, um, 67% own. There was a lot of talk in the off-season about this boy, uh, superstar in the waffle, and 110 uh, was a superb start. So... Looks like he has got that scoring power. Interesting, he didn't get a lot of inside time. Uh, he was maybe playing on the wing, um, but certainly knows how to find space and certainly knows how to find the footy. Uh, next up, I had uh, Darcy Cameron, so a little bit what we've been talking about before. He's playing that number one ruck role, 61% owned, um, and started with a 106 in that role. Uh, I think his scores would be a bit up and down, but certainly a good score in the forward line for you. 
Uh, Mason Redman uh, is 73% owned, uh, averaging 71, but he'd played a few close-down games uh, earlier in the season. The last couple of weeks, he's given us an 88 and a 93, um, mixed up in his last three games. So it looks like he's getting freed up a little bit more. Uh, Blake Akers uh, is a midfielder that is available uh, 86% owned um, and putting up some uh, great form together. I was just looking uh, just a second ago and I think um, his three-game average is sitting at 95. Now, you don't find too many midfielders uh, available with that. Um, you guys want to go through your shallow? <clears throat> I had um, most of those. The the Redmond thing, I think, is probably on account of Hind uh, being dropped. Yeah, yes, I think that's probably been over the last two weeks as well. So it looks like he could have a more freed up role. Uh, like, um, and this is probably to Steve's point around they're not being mids available in the pool. And if you, there's going to be plenty of people that are searching for mids, I would suggest, because sort of the middle tier of mids, a lot of them have dropped down to being unrosterable. Um, this season. So taking a punt on a mid who's coming back might be worthwhile. Adelaide got blitzed on the weekend. Schoenberg played a quarter and a bit and scored 43 points. Like he, mm-hmm. he almost definitely comes back into the team with Jackson Haightley being terrible, uh, both in game and fantasy as well. Um, the other one that I'll just point out, it's, I said it last week and he's still 71% owned, but I think uh, Heath Chapman is worth a pick up if you didn't last week. He should return from health and safety protocols. Him and um, Hayden Young didn't return this week from health and safety. They should be back next week. Yeah, fair enough. I uh, I would consider looking at Caldwell versus the Hawks. I bet he's dropped in a lot of leagues. Uh, Buddy Franklin versus the Suns, 79%. Uh, ownership, I know it's it's shallow. Oh, I'd have I'd certainly have a look at uh, the guys like Jack Bowes who returned through the VFL this week. Uh, did happen to kick the winning goal for my your and our VFL sons. <laughs> Won't talk about our AFL men sons. And um... bit of depression kicking. Fuck, in. man! I was like. <laughs> I was like watching that and just like the first quarter until like the last two minutes, Swallow, Ellis and Jai Farah, whoever that is, didn't have a possession between them. It's like, boys, this isn't a fucking cardio workout. You actually got to, <laughs> you actually got to try to play the game at some point. Like, holy shit. Um is six, what, what's our shallow? I'll, I'll just keep going. I've got Darcy Cameron, 61% forward, has to be owned. Has to be owned in every league. I know he he got there with goals this week, but he's also not going to ruck against uh, fucking Bigfoot every week. Liam Baker, <laughs> 63% owned. Jaden Short did move into the midfield this week. Mm. Dion Prestia, no one could have predicted it, got hurt. Uh, so Baker slid back into defence this week, so he's certainly worth a pick up. 
we know there's a squillion points back there in the uh, Richmond defence. Bailey, sorry. You reckon he holds it? So Dusty back next week, potentially. Yeah. Well, someone went out and he was already in there, so why not? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bailey Scott, 57%. uh, Defender forward. Stato, we were on him last year. We had a few Bailey Scott questions come up. We sort of had Mm. him last year as a... Breakout forward didn't didn't obviously happen, but uh, in defence with his you know toothpick body getting it done <laughs> might, might be more his thing. Uh, Dan McStay sixty six percent own absolutely greased me up and shoved his golden fist up my mm. up my ring this week. Does play West Coast next week, so uh, he'll be a double ton there. Tyson Stengel, yeah. 46% own, had three pretty sick weeks. Uh, forward, we know... Well, I can't even believe people are struggling with forwards unless they're just not willing to drop uh, players who they should drop and just play matchups instead. But GWS are actually a reasonable matchup, so I'd probably look to continue that and maybe hopefully hit a 75. Hmm. That's all I got. Uh, I'll... I'll go my deeps. Bailey Scott was on there as well. Uh, Jack Carroll, 22% owned mid. Um, highly touted as a, as a junior has spent a fair bit of time on the list before he got his shot, but, uh, didn't he look comfortable at the level? Um, uh, started with great style, 87, uh, and a bit of a chance to potentially get forward status, um, down the line. So Jack Carroll looks pretty impressive, especially in your keeper leagues. I certainly think he's worthwhile. Uh, Jason can't stand you uh, at uh, 35% owned, three scores in the 80s in his last five games. Very much is match um, or match-up dependent. Um, but when he's got an opportunity to get on the scoreboard, he's going to rake some points in. Um, and Robbie McComb, um, 14% own, currently mid-only, but likely to get forward status, uh, 81 this week and looked pretty impressive. Was a little bit shaky uh, in his first game last week, uh, but this week he looked pretty good for his 81. And Steve's opened a beer. <laughs> Another beer, Stato. Another beer would be the right way to frame Sorry. that after my... Crushing 23-point loss. Is that it? Cam, did you have any more? Uh, again, Javier. You did fuck all, did you? You didn't even bother. What? Javier. Javier Dersma again. So, that, what? Javier Dersma played as the emergency sub and <sighs> had 20-odd in the, the VFL. I think he's still worth consideration. Mm. Mm. I saw bigger tabs this weekend about his 15-year-old brother. What? You have like a younger brother coming through the ranks. I saw an article. He's like, or maybe he's like coming up for a draft or some shit. Is it name? Is he named Juan? Juan Dersma. Juan Dersma. Juan Dersma. No, I'm not sure about that. But did you ever think like? And I hate to throw shade on Dos, but this is. Did you ever think <laughs> that Dos is uh, like Woodison from uh, Dazed and Confused? You know, I get older, they stay the same age. Jeez. <laughs> well, he keeps messaging me on the weekends. He's obviously like hammered off his two-siders. 
with like music things. I don't know what's going on. Doss, if you want to come back, man, just come back. It's fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. It's like I'm like an old girlfriend or something, and he's like, I, I don't know what's going on with Doss. It's weird. Um, trade talk. Doss, uh, keep league. We'll give you a bag of chips. It's fine. Some fruit. Yeah, some fruit I'm going to go. I'm going to go one that's uh, everyone's really cold on, and it's still side by. Oh no! So he's a, no. Yeah, he, he's averaging sixty eight. Which um, All right. That's, is pretty yeah. is pretty poor, um, but I, I will say earlier in the season he looked a bit past it. But I really like what I saw in the weekend, uh, and he didn't put a massive store together. I think it was around a seventy-seven. But um, they seem to be building a bit of that link play again. So it seems to be slightly changing the game plan, which could be. Good for some scoring, especially those that get on the outside like he does. So um, I, I don't think you need to give too much. Yes, he's a big name, but he's a big name from many years ago and he's saw, certainly off the radar for most people. Man, I am pairing him up and trading his washed ass out. So you and okay. me, Stato, we'll, I don't think we play a league where we haven't, but I would do that deal. Get him out. Excellent. Yes. Him. Because I've got so many yeah. forwards. I have too many forwards. Oh, God bless you. You're a lucky man. I've got that Nick Martin yeah. guy. Oh, I could, walk, I could walk past too. him on the street. I wouldn't know him. No, but love his score each and every week. No, no, another 90 exactly every week. Like Kyle Langford. He, and he plays like a better version of Kyle Langford. I could walk past Kyle Langford. He's got... And I'd spit That's on him. Yeah. He's he's got some footy smarts about him. So not, not so nothing like <laughs> nothing like Kyle. Langford. Oh, Tom Rockliffe copped the spit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you. It was you. Oh, I, I thought it was Kyle Langford. What can I say? <laughs> Cam, who you got? Who you, who are who you, you trading, trading for? Trading for. Trading for, and this is, I think this one will be an interesting one. But Carl Avon. Um, I think there's a whole bunch of uncertainty there, uh, and that's probably why I think he's a good buy. Dropped on form, came back in as the emergency, and luckily played. And then he's just come back uh, and played this week, and you know got about an eighty odd. I, the whole Port midfield was unders this week because they played in the. Uh... Keep Listen, going. There was a lot cut out then, and yeah. We're, we're very emba- uh, embarrassed on Cam's behalf. Uh, my trade target is, uh, speaking of things that are embarrassing, Jordan Ngoi. <laughs> John, oh. Jordan Ngoi, topical, <laughs> right? Uh, he hurt me. Uh, he was sick, but he, um, yeah. but he was sick. So if you uh, enjoy questionable people, uh, he's probably a good trade target because he gets all the mid-time in the world usually. Uh, otherwise, I'd I'd grow. You know who's probably an easy pickup is Connor Rosie. You know why? Because he scored like if someone was lucky enough to hit the jackpot on Connor Rosie off the waivers a week or two ago. Um, they're obviously oh yeah, Connor Rosie scored me everything. Fucking man, I'm the greatest. And then probably feel let down with. I actually think it's a d- decent score in those conditions for a, oh absolutely. Yeah. 
So you might be able to get him for something. Now the person selling Rosie might feel like it's it's you know hey I've I've still got something out of nothing, uh, but I, I I kind of think he he's good and even Butters really Butters time on ground was pretty low for for what he does, uh, so I I might be looking at that was. Port midfield and thinking there's a bit of value to be had there. Because they're they're still a good team, and it was just sometimes you got to look beyond beyond the numbers. The stats don't tell you everything as much as I'd like them to. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, on to ball adjacent player of the week. We did forget it last uh, last week, and uh, there were some adjacent players. I did mention some of our sons' players. Uh, David Swallow, the Jag himself, was was particularly adjacent doing the cardio first quarter. Um, do you boys have any nominees this week? Uh, shout out to uh, Jed Buse from Geelong. Jed, Jed Buse, Jesus. Jed, yeah, he uh, plays off the halfback. You'd think when Tom Stewart's getting 157, he can maybe at least get you know a few more kicks than he did and a few more marks. He ended up with five possessions in a game that was essentially played in that half. Terrible. Um, and my nomination, and I'm just trying to see, there's one, there's two, there's three. Uh, Steph Martin. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had uh, a kickless game. Wow. Uh, and he had... I reckon, I reckon yeah. he's had one kick. Oh, you reckon he slipped one in? I'm just Switch trying to in. find it. Slipped one in. Um, I can't find his uh, little slip. Uh, I think he might be off the mark. He only handballed or got a ruck hit out for a massive score of 35. Probably uh, about 87 super coach. Yeah, no, he has got one according to fan footy. That's 10 disposals. Yeah, I still can't find his kick. But anyway, that's fine. But uh, tough old day for a person that used to be smashing out us uh, 110s on a weekly basis. Mm. These they yeah. fall off a cliff pretty quick. Sometimes these rocks. Remember Will Minson? Did he take? Did he take oh, a man, mark? He's been bad for a while. But I mean, well, within yeah. two years, right? So he no. moved to the dogs and he went downhill. Ah, uh, he's just he's he'd become a stopper ruckman rather yeah. than. Um, so restricting the opposition rather than finding the ball himself, and it might be, it, it might be a case of um, um, them instructing him to to play that way. Wait, so who gets the award? Oh, I don't know. There's no clear cuts this week. It's a bit of a down week for the um, bit of a down week for the award. You sort of have to have some expectation, don't you? Was Jeremy Sharp in the team? What did he? No, nah, he was the sub. Oofed. Max Holmes got injured. Isaac Rankin. Ooh. Oh, no, he had three frees. People talking Brent Cox up Ooh. as like the goat. What about Nathan Broad for someone oh, that started the game wow. with a 90? Nathan Broad. Pretty big four. Pumped out a beautiful 27. Eight touches. Man, Sydney stacked with five. You hate to see. Yeah, I'll give it to Nathan Broad. Fuck him. 
eight touches. Useless squib. And, and probably the ball. The ball was probably well never there. Lost and in the team <laughs> for a couple the, of weeks. Yeah, the ball was obviously down there all the time in their hundred point win. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, might, might get, a, get around it, Brody. Jesus. <laughs> I, I think he might have played a stopping role, to be fair. <laughs> that key defender might have. Yeah. Rough scenes for Nathan Broad. There you go. Whew, Stato taking no prisoners. I didn't agree with it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> least I kept the community in cans out of it. Um now, what about... The John Jarrett uh, jumped on. <laughs> yes. Because I've got a nomination. Oh, perfect. He probably wins. Um, it, it, it is Maxi Gorn. So he went, bugger you, Hawthorne, um, with having a ruckman who's missed out on most of his health and fitness over the past uh, six weeks, um, seeing he got nothing left, and he just went burko. Junked up big Fair enough. It, Sam Doherty junked I was, pretty I was gonna damn say, hard. I yeah. was going to say, I fell asleep because I had Sam... Oh, this is what cost me my league, is I had Sam Doherty captain and I fell asleep early on Saturday night um, and I woke up and it was three-quarter time and Sam Doherty's my captain. Oh. And, I went, and I went, holy fuck, I'm cooked, right? Yeah. Like, absolutely smoking cooked. And I woke up in the morning and I went, that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's the best I could have hoped for. 54 point in, in AFL fantasy, you got uh, 51 go. in the yeah. last oh, I'd uh, give it to, I'd uh, give it to Doherty. That, is, that was masterful. But he cost me a match-up, honestly, Doherty. Jerk. Wasn't my captaining the wrong player. Seriously, you should hit up his uh, Instagram, man. Yeah, I'll let I'll let I'll let that uh, guy know all about um how he how he let me my uh, yeah it's it's always the player's fault never never my fault all always yeah, get into course. him on social media that's a great plan uh, don't <laughs> yeah. in case you're you're new to the podcast which the new listeners they 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 don't understand what sarcasm is <laughs> the new listeners they're idiots right. Uh, don't do that. Don't ever message a player. That's that's probably the best advice we could ever give. Anyway, onto the Twitter questions. Breno says, "Play Tom Powell." Yeah, he, good call. He does say that. He says that frequently. Let's see. I actually think he's a bot, and and that uh, he just responds to every tweet with "Play Tom Powell" at this point. <laughs> Play Tom Powell, even. <laughs> People are talking about Huey Lewis's new album and, and he'd say play Tom Powell, which fair enough. Uh, Steve says, when I play Clark next week and he scores 60, who should I blame? Well, that's the getting into his Instagram. Oh, true. Of course. Who do? Oh, Gold Coast play, uh, uh, West Coast play Brisbane. Ooh, it is a tough match. Actually, the outside is one of the better matchups. It's a plus matchup, believe it or not. Stato. Oh. So, might not be a bad one. Might go. not be a bad shout. Don't know if that happened uh, with the Swans today. I think the insides, as in Callum Mills and Luke Parker, did really well, and Warner did really well. The outsides did 
Sweet FA. To be fair, the outsides against the Swans um, are usually pretty good as well because I think their wings are really bad footballers. Oh, you're having a crack at McInerney or you're talking about Brisbane wingers? Swans wingers defensive capabilities. I'm just going to look that. Yep, very good matchup. Very good. Why didn't very good? Why? And their insides are bad. Why did Lockie Neal go a hundred billion and uh, Hugh McCluggage not score that hundred billion that Lockie Neal scored against me? Mm. Questions. I blame horse. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a very intense game today, so maybe that's why there's so much uh, concentration on the the inside ball. And that's only going to concentrate further as the season goes on. Pick up those tacklers, people. Yep. Frio yep. asks Walpole scored an eighty seven after I finally cut my losses with him. Should I be back for more? <laughs> Is this a? I said this had happened, didn't I? They would drop this... him. They'd be back for more a month later. Is Classic this a Walpole gaslighting, man. Classic Warple gaslighting. Is this a toxic relationship? Is Scott in any way sustainable when Hall is back and may and finally may Proust season be celebrated by all? It may. It may. Mm. <laughs> Warple. Warple. Again, mints are so shallow uh, I'd you'd almost risk it. Uh, I will say that I, I think uh, Hawthorne are going through a learning phase, and because of that, people are going to be rotated in and out. So understand scoring from midfielders through the whole Hawks lineup are going to be volatile this year and maybe next. I'd, I'd stash him if I could, but I wouldn't play him. Um, but that's going to come down to your team. Scott, sustainable. Stato, you and I were fans last year. I'm I'm a fan this year. Bailey Scott. Ah <laughs> oh, yes, yep. Bailey Scott. You you used uh, to be fine. a massive broad fan bent. of him. He's uh, broadbent. No, well, as a breakout, he's a broadbent, right? He's, he's fine. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, you, you're not going to have massive ceiling games, but when he's got a good role, he's just going to be solid. In your team. I think guys like that are good as a guy. As a D five, who if you can have a good matchup, you can put them in over that player. But if you don't have a good matchup, you know this guy isn't going to cost you your league. Mm. Yeah, and, and I, I think the greatest thing for him is he's got defender forward status, so you can plug holes yeah. with him. Uh, Ollie asks, "Is it as easy as saying stream everyone versus North and West Coast oh, for real with North?" Uh, North, yes, and oh, you don't want to stream and ruck forward against West Coast, apparently. Not many of those really floating around. I think there's better matchups than their, than defenders against them, though. But, and this is kind of the funny thing, is we had a um, listener on Friday night tweet us and say they were going to stream Willie, uh, a mid-forward against um, Richmond because it was a good matchup. Well, West Coast probably aren't going to be winning too many games. So you could probably look at that matchup and go, well, Richmond should win. But there's good matchups 
against West Coast. So it's not like, you know, in terms of who's going to win the match, you got a pretty good idea who's going to win the match. So Handsome Tom's available everywhere. I know in hindsight it looks good, but we we did have it as a play. Um, but those sort of things, you got to... Like, so, sometimes you just got to think beyond what the the paper says. Like, this is just data that I've put into a spreadsheet and go, yes, key forwards against this team, this team, and especially the outliers. Once you get more um, samples throughout the season, the, the data becomes better. So the outliers generally come back to the pack. I'll put it that way. So I'm really so, and to be honest, Willie Rioli, um, I think he played it. He was scoring well, and he got injured. So, well, fuck, you know. Yeah, um, unlucky. Ollie says, "What are your best picks and worst picks of the year as it stands?" Ooh, easy. It's a really good question. Easy one for me is probably Jai Caldwell. Even as a late draft, he's pissed me off a lot. Oh yeah. I've shipped him off this week, paired him with um, Caleb Sarong to get uh, Dyson Heppel, Sean Berg, and Callum Coleman-Jones, which I needed a ruck because I got hit by English Darcy and Cherry in a week's period. I'm I'm just uh, looking, going back to the to the draft in my home league. Um. Maybe going cogs in the second round wasn't uh, a good one either, to be honest. Um, Oh, Dyson Heppel in round six, that hasn't worked out too well. He could still come good. Like, he did 90-odd today. He's done a couple of other 90s. It's just that he's going to have a fair bit of variance, I think, with Heppel, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'd say in the listener league, picking Tom Mitchell's been horrendous. Mm. Um, but if you want to talk about my home league, I, I, I really drafted. Most of my picks really haven't been great. Brad Crouch has been fine. McCluggage has been fine. Um, and Noah Anderson's been fine. But like we say, you don't win your league at your draft. Uh, oh, I'm not winning a game with this mate, squad that I just drafted here and I'm sitting second. Oh, sorry, Doherty's been really good. Um, but I have Whitfield. Shocking. Grundy. Gone, Josh yeah. Kelly can't captain. Well, you could captain him this week, but mm. uncaptainable. Taylor Adams barely a good midfielder. Yeah, Sarong, shit. Yeah. Whitfield. Yeah, what happened to Sarong? Whitfield? Unrosterable. Taron Thomas injured. Hunter Clark before oh. the injury injured. And I'll tell you this to anyone who thinks they walk away from the draft league draft winning. Man, you do not win your league at the draft. I'm sitting in the finals as it stands because I fucking absolutely hammered the waiver wire. Blixarv's awesome. Um, yeah. Goldstein picked him up, got forward status. Awesome. Nick Martin, awesome. Got Connor Rosie yeah, at the Nick right time. Awesome. Played all the right streams. I streamed Tom Lynch when he went ham before. I've really crushed... Uh, all the matchup stuff, and if it wasn't for that, I'd be, I'd be dead last. Like, I'm pretty bad in the listening league. I'm not going to lie. Um, but in my home league, if it wasn't for my week to week preparation, I would be absolutely fucking getting destroyed. So I still say you can 
even if you do bad and things don't pan out, things can absolutely turn around if you put in the research and, and do the right thing. Like Jack Redden this week, it sh- shouldn't have been played because he scored like 40 last week. Well, it's a great matchup against Richmond. Well, he's on field and just absolutely brains it, right? Absolutely brains it. He'll be back on the bench next week, but you've got to be able to see beyond what the player scored last week. Stato, you, you would absolutely agree as a um, classic coach. I know we don't talk about classic much, but if you can't look beyond last week's score, you, you're just going to fail. Yeah, exactly right. You, you need to look at role. Role is the most important thing. They need to have ability and have the right role to use their ability. That's It's as simple as that. Now, whose dog was very upset? That's mine. I don't have a dog. There he goes again. Hang on. You just walked out. Well, thank God. Cam's left thank us. Thank God, right, at this point. We've been trying this for ages. Patch asks, how do I make North select... Tom Powell. <laughs> he's uh, he's um, very much a topic of discussion at the moment. Oh, look, there there must be something that they want him uh, to learn to teach. Um, that'll be what it's all about. Uh, I will say they have got a lot of mid options. Um, Too many. Which is, yeah, it is the issue, which when you, when you look back now, um, and I thought it was a very interesting move that they picked Will Phillips with number three and then Tom Powell at their, their next selection when they had the opportunity to get um, either a key forward or a key defender, uh, if I remember correctly, McDonald and um, um, Barras, Granger Barras were both available. So interesting selection and no doubt they've got probably – a few too many at the moment. That's really interesting, Stato, is we had the the NFL draft was over the weekend and, you know, the AFL draft, uh, people were saying, what can we do to make the AFL draft more like the NFL draft, you know, aside from give these young men three more years in a developmental system. But the, mm. the, I kind of think it's completely different in the fact that there's media on these young guys. But in the NFL, people have very defined positions Whereas in the AFL, you know, you could play f- five or six. Yeah. So to, to me, it's completely str- – it, it's a foreign concept that, you know, if you're uh, – like look at Matty Pavlich, who could be an all-Australian fullback, full-forward midfielder. Well, that just doesn't – you know, you're not going to be an all-pro NFL quarterback, wide receiver and – Defensive yeah. end, they're completely different games. I don't understand how people want to compare the two. B- bizarre concept. Uh, the, the, there's no doubt that the the top rated midfielders, um, so the the very echelon, um, you get them at really early picks. They, they've got the class, the speed, the, the grunt, the whole lot. But you can build a really good midfield from people that were selected after pick forty. There's a whole host of midfielders that, that become superstars that were a little bit later in the draft. Um, finding superstar key position players is so much harder, and I just rate them much But higher. isn't it, isn't it the, that the double-edged sword where they take longer to, de, to develop, they can be poached by the clubs yeah. easier? But also, 
like Sydney's probably a great example where they consistently turn guys over off the rookie list. Yeah. And they've got too many, which, yeah. And and this is where if you're smart and you're with your list build, this is where true trading comes <clears> Basically, in. Stato, can you give Stewie Jury the tap? Just, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Get the fuck out, you no. fucking cunt. No. Jesus, please. Lifelong fan. <sighs> and will remain to support the coach. Jeez what we out, need, what, what we need at the Gold Coast Suns is something that happened in the NRL last week, where Gus what? Gould, yeah, oh, the NRL, no. Gus Gould, for Canterbury who are dead last, right? The dead last, Trent. Really, they're bad, Sutton. are they? They're terrible, and they're oh tr- Trent. What's the guy's name? Trent Barrett is their coach, and not Trent Gus, Dennis Lane. No, not Trent Dennis Lane. Uh, and Gus Gould just comes in and he goes, you know what? I'm taking training now. You go sit over there. <laughs> you know, he's, he's literally just gone the biggest alpha move you've ever seen. And, you know, Trent Barrett's still got a job, apparently, but told to absolutely sit down. We need, I don't know, who's the next, who's the supportive coach at the Suns? Just, or who's the director? Cochran? Yeah. Cochran just comes in, Jew, go sit the fuck down. That's what we need. They need no what no, they don't need that. They need and look, Cam, are you an NBA fan? Uh is this Clarko arriving to the thing? No. What we need is some strange owner to take over and give owner like coaching duties to a fan out of the stands a la Whoopi Goldberg in the movie Eddie. Yes. Right? <laughs> Just and she she touches the hearts and souls of the the men on the court and and turns them into a contender. And <laughs> if we could put Whoopi Goldberg in the stands at a Suns game, or the Whoopi Goldberg equivalent, which might be me, I'm not I'm not you know who knows might be me might might not be might be Doss. I, I, we're both I'm- like Whoopi Goldberg in so many ways. So many re- ways. So many ways, in fact. So many ways. Uh, I would both really strong like... black women. Strong black women. And my bit gets edited out. <laughs> well, I'm at least part black. The... Aboriginal. I'm part Aboriginal. I am. It's a thing. I believe you. I believe you. Well, I'm not... Well, are you tramping on my ethnicity? Oh my Cam. goodness! This is going all sorts of weird places. That... For bat for you. Oh my goodness! This is my heritage. Oh, I don't want to besmirch your heritage. Mm. Mm. Or do you? Anyway, Stato's given us the wind up. <laughs> Can we just what? <laughs> all you had to do was say yes. That's a great idea, Steve. I just say I yes. was going to give you a compliment. I was going to say that all we need now is Steve to do synopsis reading for movies because that was excellent reading and I genuinely wanted to watch that Whoopi Goldberg film. And I'm, now busy writing, I'm busy writing gone. my screenplay where Kevin James comes to make a movie in Australia. His plane crashes in Outback Australia and he ends up saving a local cricket team, right? It's called Balls Up and Kevin James, star or middle stump or something like that, right? Okay. Thank Russ you. asks, rate this wafer pick from a rabid Weagles fan in my dynasty league. 
adds Blake Akers, drops James Warple. Note we only have three waiver picks per season, and that was his third one. Oh, wow. They only get three. So he picked up Blake Akers. Warple in a dynasty. Oh, in a dynasty. Yeah. Look, it's interesting. For the short term, it makes sense. Cam. But dynasty. No, no. Cam says, Bailey Scott out of nowhere. Can he keep it up for a while while Cornrow Jesus is out? Who'd have thought Josh Kelly's best pond posse is on the ball? He's been on the ball. Has he? Yeah, he has. He definitely was this week. No, he has. He has? He's been their leading CBA player. Yeah, okay. Bailey Scott, can you keep it up? Until Aaron Hall comes back. That's it. Sure. Alcher Hest, uh, did Warney convince everyone to pick up Rosie to boost his ranking? (laughs) It is a classic Warney manoeuvre. But I didn't... I don't think it's a wrong pick, though. Um, I think Rosie's got the role. We just talked about it before, really poor conditions in, in cans, and it wasn't good scoring right across the board. Um, I think he's a good pick. Also classic, so who cares? Matt says, what's your thoughts on Luke Parker's role and if any change? His forward status makes him juicy pick if he gets mid-time. Cheers, Matt, for your classic question. No, I don't know. He could be playing draft in oh. fantasy, but he could. Um, but look, the role, um, I thought earlier in the year is volatile, but he seems to be secure in there now. Like him. David, is Tinas worth a go or is today's first quarter a fluke? Who? Side bottom. Ah. Yeah, I talked about him before. I think he's a he's a target because people rate him yeah, lightly. Yeah, rate him lightly, drop into the waivers. Go on, Fritchin. Whatever happened to <laughs> Statesman's dad jokes? Hey. You guys missing out? You're, you're depressed? Yeah, frequently. <laughs> That's his joke. He just laughs. That was the joke. The punchline was our depression. That's uh, 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 fair yep. enough. Devastating. Uh, makes me That's happy. How I feel at home. Major Van Bam, CCJ going to stay. We, well, we sort of touched on that. I'd I'd be cagey. And uh, what is Port's real midfield? Hmm. <laughs> mm. More interesting. The more and more I like see of it, the less and less I think it's Willem Drew. Um, Jag. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Just a yeah. little Callum Coleman-Jones thing, sorry. He played 63% time on ground. It's he, Tom DeConing. He's and, playing and against Tom DeConing. And he was cooked, like completely cooked. Can't be good times. You can't build fitness on the on the trainer's table camp. Mm. Uh, the Candyman, last question, asks, do we drop Lukosius again now? It's role. Um, he started on the wing, looked very good. I think he can rack it up. Um, I think he's one year stash just in case um, the role changes. It, it can't be too long before Gold Coast try and change it up, right? Like it, there's that yeah. much. It's not like they're winning. They're not doing any. Like still, he's gone. For his he's career. gone. Absolutely he's, gone. 
You reckon he's checked out? No. I reckon he's gone. No. no, and I'll tell you why I don't think he's checked out, because I actually still think he's making reasonable moves. If you look at what he did with Noah Anderson last week, he moved Noah Anderson a bit more outside. I think they realise that Noah Anderson's the best player in their midfield. They moved him more outside last week because I think they realised that was a good matchup for him and he could win a bit more outside, back inside this week, and... I still think they're making moves to win. I just the the backline's obviously their weakness, right? Like they just can't stop teams, and um, that's where that's where clubs are winning on the rebound. Mm. So I I I think they've tried. Sam Collins has been awesome pickup, awesome, mm. right? But and they've got some developing talent back there, but I just don't know that they've got enough right now. So, but I think he, I think yeah. he's in trouble. Do you reckon that him being in trouble could see, and them being so poor in defence, could see Lukosh switch back? No, I don't. See, I don't think that's going to happen because if if their whole plan was to keep him forward, they would do that because they got a guy like Bose coming back. Mm. But, Will Power was out as well. I think Will, Will Power's out, but Buderick got injured. Buderick's a good. Oh, he, he's seen as a good young player for them, which. He is, to a degree. Mm. So, what do you do? Knee? Oh, I don't know. I don't hope not. Watch the game. Jesus Christ! It's just <laughs> depressing. Watch the first quarter. I'm just like, mm. my God, this is the worst day of my life. What are we doing? How are we not beating this rabble? West Coast beat them. Yeah. Yeah. That plucky young West Coast. Full of those kids. Anyway, there might be a second podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>